the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. You know, I own shares of Apple. I talk about a lot about the headlines and every now and then I mix in portfolio discussions. You should own some tech. You should own some financials. You should own some retail. You should own some products that we need to have. Staples in our life. Consumer staples. You should take a look at what's working in discretionary with consumers and maybe consider it. Do I think Visa or Home Depot are going to go out of business in the next 30 years? There's always going to be disruptive technologies. But we're also always going to need paint. And for now, the transactions in stores are tied towards Visa, MasterCard, American Express. And there's tinier players underneath, the people like Square, who are, are disrupting. That companies like Visa tend to invest in just to make sure they see the technology, but also to potentially acquire the technology. Now, I started with Apple, knowing that I own shares of Apple. Apple shares are going to struggle over the next 12 months, one analyst from Instanet said, because of weak iPhone 10 demand. I think we all feel that there has been some data that suggests that, but yet we saw that going in there for last quarter, and they blew it out. Now, keep in mind, they're also buying back shares and increasing their dividend. Now, he only sees 6% downside. In a stock market that could pull back 10, 20, 30, 40% at times, is 6% downside bad. So sometimes you're you maybe hold on to it to protect your downside. Not it. It could be on anything. Your, any of your investments, you say, I'm going to make this decision knowing that you know that company, XYZ, is going to be in business the day I die. This company has a lower valuation. This company is growing something, but it's weakening elsewhere. It's really important that you get honest with yourself. Apple's service business model will continue to grow at a solid pace, and there's good margins there. Service revenues have consistently grown above 20% on an annualized basis. Apple's made several sustainable improvements to the service's growth trajectory. So who's right, who's wrong? But that's one analyst out there talking about it. I want to talk a little bit about mortgage rates creeping up. Therefore, I want to bring in Tony Mendez with BayAreaLoanSource.com. Mortgage rates creeping up. You're seeing a lot of people refi now. They're taking money out of their homes. That's a problem when rates moving higher equals refi versus rates moving lower equals refi. Three Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. Joining me now, Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. Good morning. California may be the most desirable place to live in the United States, but employers can't recruit high performers thanks to insane housing prices. I used to have a big home that actually did in Virginia have a place where the slaves used to cook meals. It was a 200-year-old home property, uh, well over 200 years old. And um, you can't get that in California, or it's going to cost you $4 million. Um, 
the effects of California housing crisis is starting to hit the ability for cities like L.A. and San Francisco to recruit people because, yeah, you could be a high performer, but a high performer living in a small house, some people have ego problems. Um, so the exorbitant housing costs in Los Angeles, the second most populous city in the United States, are inhibiting employers from attracting high performers or top talent. Uh, I know this is kind of an interesting conversation, I think, Tony, Tony Mendez, Bay Area, com. I know a lot of people who, how do I say this? In any other state, they would be living in a mansion comparatively. And I know a lot of people who are high performers who are renting because they can't afford to buy. They can't afford the down payment. But their rent is covering someone else's mortgage payment. Just breaks my heart. It's uh, It's a problem with California. Yeah, it's tough. We kind of mentioned about Sacramento and what you can buy for half the price or maybe even a third of the price, which you can hear. And um, I think a lot of people get shocked that they can get a yard and a two car garage and a four and four bedroom, two bath um, and stay under $500,000. Uh, and you're going to see that across the United States. Um, a lot of the places uh, in the United States, what they call two, second tier cities are doing very well because of the, you know this one inherent problem. Uh, and that is um, the starting salary for somebody in the Bay Area, I think average is right around 110000 doesn't buy you a house here. Right. It buys you a house very, very far away or a very small place. And not only that, you're spending 50% of your your income on rents. Uh, so it's an intimidating place to move to, number yeah. one, when housing is on your mind. Um, and I know, uh, I know five professionals that live together. And yeah. one of them is an executive at a hospital. One of them is an attorney. One of them is a financial planner. One of them is a map maker. And you throw all this together, and like it's five people sharing a five bedroom house. It's eclectic. Boogie woogie woogie woogie. Um, do you know that? Do you know that reference? I do. Okay. It's electric. It's some sort of line dance, right? It's the electric slide. Yeah. So probably the worst song ever. But I said it's eclectic, which is it's cute. Um. Can you, why did we do the electric slide at that point in time? Shouldn't we said that we're Rome and we're basically falling? I think it worked great. It got people off off their you know what's okay. and out on the dance floor, and you had you had a chance to mingle um, and engage. Sixty percent of employers say Los Angeles's high cost of living impacts employer retention. Seventy five percent name housing costs as a specific concern. Seventy one percent of employers view housing costs as a barrier. It's electric. Boogie, 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 boogie. Ah, uh, the millennials are you know turning the station. Whoever produced this song is probably sitting in a 25-bedroom mansion <laughs> in Southern California, having parties at night with 100-plus millennials coming. All the champagne you can drink. Champagne fountains, right? And it's one of the worst songs of all time. So I think that's going to be an interesting concept because a lot of people, you know, we, we you know, uh, corporate America at one point in time had call centers in Oklahoma because Oklahoma was cheaper to hire people than, say, New York or L.A. Then those call centers went all the way to India. Same thing. I think jobs, when we do this story about California having a tough time uh, to hire people, you know, Los Angeles-based SpaceX, Los Angeles-based SpaceX, which is owned by Elon Musk open an engineering office in Seattle the same year in an effort to hire top talent who just refused to live in LA. Um, yeah, the, the hot markets are no longer 
the LA's, the San Francisco's, and and uh, New York's. Uh, Colorado Springs hit the top of the list just recently. For what? Uh, for um, it, there's an index that's that's all calculated based on the home price and jobs uh, and and um, and salaries, and it it tells you where people are flocking to. In fact, I think it was like 67 percent of of people moving to the city are millennials and they're and they're first time home buyers. So there's we're seeing this trend, obviously, and and we are seeing businesses that are. Are, in, are are embracing this, Rob, and we're going to see it more and more. Places like Reno and and U, um, Salt Lake City, uh, Boise, Portland, all of these places have already in, uh, embraced it. In 2007, China's commercial property outflow was less than one billion. Now it's over twenty billion dollars. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. You know that I'm a big fan of Beyonce, Queen Bay. I know that's a sentence you never thought would come out of my mouth. Start a segment. Beyonce's got something in common with me. Is it that I like big butts and cannot lie? Or is it something ever so slightly different? I like big mortgages and I cannot lie. All the single ladies. All the single ladies. Entertainers Beyonce and Jay-Z are still a small but growing number of ultra-luxury home buyers who are borrowing tens of millions of dollars for the home purchase. You hear about celebrities buying in cash. Not so much for Beyonce. I know. <coughs> the stock gods just cursed me for talking about Beyonce and investing. I now have the whooping cough. So the ultra-wealthy paying cash for super-pricey homes is something you probably see in movies. But there's something called a super-jumbo loan. And over the last couple of years of rising real estate prices across the country in historically low interest rate environments, it's kind of encouraged wealthy buyers to borrow against their real estate to free up cash to invest elsewhere. Beyonce, Queen Bay, and Jay-Z financed their $88 million purchase of a sprawling contemporary mansion in Bel Air last year for with a $52 million mortgage from Goldman Sachs. You think you've got a big mortgage. You think you have big property taxes. Holy mackerel. Can you imagine property taxes on a $52 million estate? Ooh, roughly 1%, right? Um... I bring this up not in large part so that I can play all the single ladies, all the single ladies. I bring it up in large part to say a mortgage is a tool, and you should look at life like that. I look at finances as, you know, uh, I look at all stories as tied towards money on some way, shape, or form. Beyonce and Jay-Z financed their $88 million purchase of this Bel Air mansion last year with a $52 million mortgage from Goldman Sachs. Um, yeah, right? Is she right? Um, elsewhere, big news, U.S. and Canada secured a deal to replace NAFTA. That's interesting of note. Take off, you hosers. Markets rose on that. 250 plus points out of the gate. Um, that lifts the markets. And it makes you wonder, a couple months ago, were you being silly for thinking that NAFTA was going to fall apart? Or you being insane for the, knowing that they would eventually get back together? 
Marcus happy because it removes an uncertainty. Demon known versus demon unknown. Looks like the trade deal will benefit both countries. But I wouldn't call it a great win for the Trump administration. Is this going to be a stepping stone for the U.S. in its trade negotiations with China? Canada and the United States secured a trade deal to replace the current NAFTA. The new accord is expected to be called the United States-Mexico-Canada Agreement. USMCA for short. Oh, God, right? Um, Automakers did pretty well on this news, as did Boeing and Caterpillar, stocks that are sensitive to trade news. Um, So that's out there. And again, it's not, I don't think it's the biggest story of the year. I think we kind of thought it was coming. Um, Some of the details of the deal do address some of the deficiencies of NAFTA. And it's kind of a 21st century NAFTA. Does that make sense? So uh, negotiators were racing to hit that September 30th date. And look at your calendars, ladies and gentlemen. October 1. Spooky month of October. Historically, a very good period for the markets. And now you're saying, oh, really? Yeah. This is That has the smell of a Tim Burton movie, doesn't it? Just the sound of it. Tesla is in the news. Um, You can't make this stuff up. On Friday, Tesla had a bad day. When the reveal of Elon Musk was not going to settle with the SEC. And he was going to fight them. Now with the potential of losing his company. Uh, They want him to give up being chairman, add two directors, and pay a $20 million fine. He said no, and then on Saturday he said yes. So Tesla shares are big winners today. Tesla produced a record number of vehicles in the third quarter. Um, Tesla made about 80,000 cars in the last three months, which would be nearly as much as it produced in the previous two quarters. CEO Elon Musk has uh, repeatedly said he expects the company to be profitable in the third quarter. Tesla has had only two profitable quarters since it went public. So the shares of Tesla are rocking um, rumor was he was going down. He settles. He's not going down for now. But there are some, you know, questions. Like who's going to be the chairman? And the obvious one is Al Gore. He's tied towards a cleaner planet. He's tied towards renewable energy. So that's out there, right? I know you're saying this is a good news day. All things considered, it is kind of a good news day. And then you get to Facebook, and their latest security blunder is mind-blowingly serious, and it would not be unjust for the company to have many billions wiped off of its value. 50 million people. Losing personal information of up to 50 million people is bad enough, but also risking people's accounts with sites like Tender, Airbnb, and Spotify is considered an outrageous error. Facebook decided a while ago that having all your social media information wasn't enough. It wanted to know what you were up to on other sites as well. And they're continuing to show us that they can't really be trusted with our information. Um, Less is more on Facebook, in my opinion. Uh, Lately, these days, you're seeing Mark Zuckerberg wear an upside-down frown. What do I think about the company? I think in a year from now, it'll be higher. I think it could have a bumpy year before then. But I don't predict that. I'm just saying that could happen. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Always appreciate your efforts. 
And again, for all the single girls, all the single girls. Beyonce has a big mortgage. Right? Right? We'll take a break here. We'll be back. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. You know, one of the negatives could be about the holiday season is retailers are touting big hiring plans. Big hiring plans. Whoa. But getting those workers are hard to find. There's more and more reports coming out of the Department of Labor that people don't want to work at Macy's or McDonald's. I'm not going to call them the two M's or anything like that, but it's a problem. Roughly 23% of retailers weren't able to hire all the temporary workers they wanted for the key 2017 holiday season last year. About two-thirds of retailers are hoping to hire at least as many seasonal workers this year. And yet 23% of retailers weren't able to hire all the temporary workers they wanted. Unemployment's at 3.9%, so people are able to be picky. And retailers have had a kind of nice year after last year, a lot many of them getting quote-unquote Amazoned. So uh, retailers are asking their existing employees if they can work more because they've already trained them. This year, more than ever, we're seeing employers getting workers to work more hours. So when you go to the store, expect um, the clerks at Target and Kohl's uh, to be grumpy because they're working more. Target said it plans to hire 120,000 workers this season, up 20% from a year ago. Macy's planning to hire 80,000. So we keep hearing this, but they're having problems getting people actually to take those jobs. GE's in the news today. Interesting. Their stock's been hitting lows on a pretty regular basis. General Electric abruptly removed John Flannery as chairman and CEO and installed former Donaher CEO Lawrence Culp as his successor. Uh, very slow pace of change under Flannery. And the stock continued to hit new 52-week lows, new 52-week lows. And finally, the board says, we don't, we're don't. we not going to take it. Um, we need more action. GE is also going to take a $23 billion non-cash charge for its struggling power business. But sometimes success failure starts at the top, and the board, at the very tippy-tippy top, decided now it's time to bring down the CEO, who didn't, he inherited the problems, to say the least. But GE's an industrial conglomerate. Um, so this is going to be interesting to watch to see, is this going to be enough? But today it's enough. The stock's up 13%. And sometimes that's kind of what people are looking for, right? Love me today, and we'll figure it out tomorrow. Goose or Maverick? Movie that they don't need to remake. Oftentimes I'll say songs that they never needed to make. A movie they didn't need to remake, Top Gun. Top Gun 2 coming to theaters next July, next summer. So that's out there. Uh, Elon Musk's SEC deal is a big win for Tesla. For the car owners... If you've thrown tens of thousands of dollars into a Tesla, it should be a breathing, a big sigh of relief right now. Um, for Elon Musk, it's probably some damage to his uh, personal image. It's a hairline crack, but it doesn't have to be the undoing. For stockholders, it's obviously a big winner. For Tesla, it's a, a win, as the company will get some much-needed stability by adding two independent directors within the next 90 days. 
for rival automakers. It's kind of a guide to say, here's what you shouldn't do. It's always better to be second or third to the market because you don't have to put up nearly as much in human and financial capital to invent the market that the first guy does. So there's are some of the stories out there today. Let's bring on CFP Chad Burton and talk a little financial planning with me, Rob Black. Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton. You can find him online at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. And on this very same radio station's noon, Monday through Friday. Now, you do something called the 10 Pillars of Retirement Income Planning. It's a resource that people can go get at your website, newfocusfinancial.com. We also do webinars and seminars based off this. Let's talk about some of those pillars. Number one, really know your expenses. Why is this one important? Well, I think this is where a lot of people don't have the chance to go through and see what their retirement's really going to cost because it's a situation where you're working constantly. You have a certain amount of income. A certain amount of income gets socked away in your 401k and Roths and other investments. And the way that a lot of people run their households is they, they pay for everything and they know they have either a certain amount left or their zero left at the end of the month. And most families, Rob, don't actually track their expenses. They just don't because they're working. They've got a career ahead of them. They've got many working years. They've got kids to put through college and it's, it's actually kind of, kind of time consuming to do it. But when you go into retirement, you go from feeding these accounts and watching these accounts grow and having this other source of income to this is it. You've got some social security likely, but all of your investments now have to support you for as long as you're going to live, which is could be till age 100, could be longer. And so you have to go through a process of budgeting, tracking your expenses, and then knowing what you're going to pay for in retirement. Things like healthcare costs, how that works. Things like gifts to the grandkids or what are you going to do? I mean, most people spend more money, Rob, the first five years of retirement, right? I mean, what are you going to do the first five years of retirement that you aren't, that you aren't, aren't doing now? I haven't thought about it. And that's how bad I am about this game that we're playing here is that, you know, when you have kids, you can't keep, realistically, can't know your expenses because it's all random. You know, <laughs> it can be. And it changes too. You go from the diaper phase to yeah. the, the 14 sports a year phase, right? And it's, um, it's crazy. But, but you got to think ahead and say, okay, what are you going to do in retirement? Because if you're if you have no hobbies now, you're going to have to get, pick up something in retirement. What I'm, are those going to cost you? I'm probably thinking about just dying, <laughs> just laying down on a park bench and dying. <laughs> you want to be really good at being homeless. <laughs> Rob's oh. the best homeless guy ever. <laughs> I saw a story that there was a storm up in Oregon. You have to explain Oregon to me real quick. And a tree branch fell and and killed us a sleeping homeless person you have homeless people sleeping in forests <laughs> does that make any sense at all those are called campers <laughs> okay so i don't know my expenses in retirement um how forgetful how forgiveful will you be as my financial planner will you say okay rob you've got four thousand dollars you can spend this year on miscellaneous or do you see what i'm saying yeah, I mean, especially when it comes to retirement planning, it's it's a counseling situation because it is a major lifestyle change for people. It's tougher than becoming empty nesters. It's tougher than divorce. It's it's a real big change to go from feeding your investment accounts to that's your resource. And you got to know and think about what you're going to do. And some people spend a lot of money on things like charitable donations or donating their time, things like Doctors Without Borders. 
Um, some people need more insurance than others. Like if you have a pension plan that goes away when you pass away for your spouse, you may need more insurance to cover that. You may need long-term care insurance. You may not. You have to go through these different things and, and realize how expensive health care insurance is. Medicare Part B, Supplemental Part D, uh, paying for your dental bills on your own. All those things will affect the quality of life, maybe not the first 10 years of retirement, but if you spend all your money and you're 75 and, and broke and eating beanie weenies, as you say, you're going to be miserable. Uh, money is a, is a tool, and you've got to know what you want to use that tool for, what's going to make you happy in retirement, what's going to get you out of bed every day, um, and uh, you know, keep you busy. So we've got it this hammered pretty good of really know your expenses. I grasp the importance of it. Do you give people uh, budgeting software so that they can track it a little bit better? Or do you keep track of their budgets as a financial planner? I don't know how this whole thing works. Yeah. I mean, we have a wealth management site that our clients get that tracks everything from every single investment account that they have, even if we're not managing it, to being able to track their expenses and create budgets. It's a, a really, really, really good tool. And then what we do on the planning side is that we say, okay, here's what you told us you were going to spend. You track it, and part of our meetings to review their financial plan is to say, how did your investments do versus what we projected in the financial plan? How did your expenses do versus what we projected? Is everything on track? Okay, fine. You can still spend the same amount, or yes, we can increase the withdrawals for inflation, and that's the other expense in retirement that people forget about. So there's things like healthcare costs, there's inflation, and then there's also taxes. Even some of the greatest engineers that run spreadsheets for days sometimes forget about the correct tax calculation and withdrawing from IRAs, 401ks, 85% of your Social Security is typically taxable, all those different things that have to be budgeted into the proper projections. Okay. Thanks very much. People can get a copy of The Ten Pillars by going to your website, newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. And or attend a webinar or seminar that basically is entitled The Ten Pillars of Economic. What is it called? The Ten Pillars of Income? Ten Pillars of Retirement Income Planning. Got it. Just, just, go to the re- just go to the resource page at newfocusfinancial.com or chadburton.com. It's a little easier to remember. Yeah, just even the title of, the, of some of these things, just it's intimidating. Retirement's intimidating. Anyway, with that said, CFP Chad Burton, you can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. And I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Can the U.S. reach a trade deal to replace NAFTA? Woohoo! Elon Musk cuts a deal with the SEC. Big win for Tesla buyers. Facebook looks lost in their efforts to contain data breaches. I'm Rob Black. Those are the big stories of the day. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. Probably the two scariest things that can ever happen to you is have the IRS or Social Security Administration call you. Except for the fact that they don't call you. It's part of a rising level of scams that are going on. Most recent scam involves callers claiming to be from the Social Security Administration. Protect yourself by never, ever, ever giving out personal information. But keep in mind, uh, we give away more of our information on a regular basis to companies like Facebook. And stuff gets hacked all the time. So we've seen a U.S. government portal. U.S. government portal accidentally leak social security numbers along with sensitive user data in the past. Um, so I completely expect hackers to have my social security number at this point in time, probably my phone number, and probably a couple other issues. So 
best thing you can do is know that if they call, hang up. It's not that hard to get your social security number, your mother's maiden name, your date of birth, your bank account numbers. Uh, do what you can and uh, hang up immediately if they call. Never provide any information additional over the phone because they're not going to call. And report the call to the Social Security Administration if you can. Um, SSA.gov. SSA.gov. There's an 800 number if you get on Google and search for it. Again, not for everyone, and I get it. Elon Musk is crazy. Even though he's made a settlement with the Securities and Exchange Commission, Are you crazy? Um, he wants dust in our heads to spin. Today, in one of his first tweets since the deal was announced, he posted the music video for Naughty by Nature's song, OPP. He captioned it with Naughty by Nature, followed by a winking emoji. The lyrics of OPP refer to sleeping with other people's partners and spouses. Say what? And I know, I know. So Musk has tweeted out the music videos before, and the lyrics have no discernible link to his dealings with the SEC. But it's... We kind of need him to settle down. <laughs> He's had a very uh, dramatic year, in my opinion. Um, 800-516-1220 to each calls in the air. NBA 2K19, owned and operated by Electronic Arts, right? It's in the game. If it's in the game, it's in the game. A lot of parents are starting to complain that video games have too many advertisements in it. But if you turn on, you know, the Warriors game or a Sharks game, you see a lot of ads. Um, so why not put Gatorade coolers in a video game because they're on the TV? But when you start having the game text your children, it's kind of weird. And State Farm sponsors the assist of the game in the NBA 2K, just as it does on NBA broadcast. And they went at it like, let's get both of these. We want the TV and the video game. So there's, you know, selling out, it's, it's always there. But no, it is a sellout. If you're with me, you're with me. If you're not, you're not. That's fine. So 800-516-1220 to each calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Talk about end of the year. Typically a very good time right now to be in the markets. Um, except for there's been a couple of Octobers that have been scary months. Chipotle was downgraded by Oppenheimer with Wall Street being too optimistic about the company's earnings. We've been talking about that stock a lot this year. Just as soon as you give up on it, it seems to rally big. And then you get into it and it seems to underperform. Again, I own no Chipotle, but that's what it feels like that I'm seeing a lot. So, October is a reputation for monumental crashes on Wall Street, 1928-2008. But historical data also says that it's a good time to invest. In the last 20 years, October for the S&P 500 is actually the strongest month of the year. S&P 500 has risen by an average 2.1% in October over the past 20 years. August and September are typically the weakest months of the year. That's interesting. End of the summer. I was on the road yesterday, and uh, I saw thousands of motorcyclists. I'm like, what's going on? The day before, I was on the road, and I saw thousands of police officers. I'm like, what's going on? I, I still don't know. 800-516-1220 to each calls in the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. I finally heard that sh shark song. Mommy shark, baby shark, daddy shark. 
Oh, it feels like when the horsemen of the apocalypse came riding in. If you're with me, 800-516-1220 to each calls in the air. We have Nitro Circus tickets to give away today. Winner receives four tickets, not one, not two. You're killing me. You're killing me. Uh, Nitro Circus tickets to give away. It's a family four-pack to see Nitro Circus. It's coming to San Jose on Thursday, October 11th at the SAP Center. Fans get to jump into the action. Uh, its biggest moments, its most notorious crashes have all come from the mind of Travis Pastrana. For action sports icons, pushing the envelope is just another day at the office. Pastrana has also the uncanny ability to encourage his fellow riders to go big or go home. So all you got to do to win this family four-pack, 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. You're talking about motocross. 7 o'clock, October 11th. Um, buy tickets online at Ticketmaster.com or SAPcenter.com. Uh, actually, 7.30, Nitro Circus in San Jose, 2018. Sign up or just call 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. We've got four sets or one set of four tickets right now. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.